0: most of you know what the term refresh means if you have anything to do with a computer you know that sometimes you need to refresh a page it, it restores it it gives it more clarity or something like that and probably all of us know what the pause button is on a TV remote whenever it's always right in the most important time of the movie that you're watching or the show that you're doing that someone calls or that something happens and so you can hit that pause for a little bit so you don't miss anything that you want to go well, I'm not really a technological kind of person, and so I brought my pause and, and button and my uh, refresh button with me. It's called an eraser. Uh, if, uh, most of you haven't seen one of these, and certainly you younger people probably don't even know what it's for, but it's an idea that was uh, invented a long time ago, and it really works well. It works better than any computer ever thought about working, if you think about it and you look at it. If you make a mistake, all you've got to do is erase it, and you have time to start over, create a whole new idea, whatever, spell it right, whatever you need to do, it's, there it is, it's taken care of right there for you. Or if you just need to think about it for a little while, you know, maybe that wasn't the right word or the right way to say something. Again, you just eliminate that word, and you got time to pause and think and be a part of it. We all know those kind of things, and we refer to those kind of things. Well, you know, we're talking about what it means to have a heart that God could say That's a heart after my own heart. What would it be like to be a person whom God could look down upon and say about you, say about me, that that person has a heart after my own heart? For that to happen, there has to be those times in our lives when we pause. When we allow ourselves to be refreshed. Because we get so caught up in the living of life. We get so busy in the things that are going on. We have so many things that come into our lives unexpected. Things that we wouldn't want to be there. If we had a choice, we would eliminate them completely. They wouldn't be a part of our lives. All those kinds of things come in. And always in conflict with that which God is trying to do to mold our heart. And keep it what he wants it to be. And and sometimes we just need to be able to pause. The Bible says in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. We need those moments. We need those times when we can pause. We need those times when we can refresh and be a part of that, when we have our heart that is really what God wants it to be. There's scriptures up here, or, well, I say that. There are not any scriptures up here. Uh, anyway, there's, there were scriptures up here. Now there are scriptures up here. Uh, we're going <laughs> to... Look at some of those, but I'm going to look at a lot of others, too, because I want us to hear, it's really not important for you to hear anything that I have to say, but God has some very important things that we need to hear, that we need to understand and be a part of that time, and so I'm going to ask you to stand with me as I read several different scriptures, one or two that may be up here, the first one, First Chronicles 28, 9 for sure, I would like to read, and then some others. That would be a part of that, and you'll just follow along because I'm going to be skipping around here and there and trying to get these in as we look at it. David was talking to his son. He said, As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Let me just share a couple of other thoughts with you as I look. Psalm 51.10, you'll remember, is David's great confession of repentance after he had been confronted with his sin, with Bathsheba and Uriah and all that had gone on. And his prayer to God was, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.16 we don't, so that we don't lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. And in Romans 12.2 it tells us, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And so many other scriptures talk to us about the heart. Jeremiah tells us if we seek God with our whole heart, we'll find Him. Ezekiel tells us our heart is like stone, but that God wants to take it and make it like flesh, that He can write His laws upon it and be a part of it. If we're going to have a heart that's going to be one that God can be pleased with, there's some things that we need to do. And I think I want to just take a moment or two with you this morning to mention those. Would you pray with me? Father, as we think about what it is to be a people after your own heart, we would all like to think that that would be true of each of us. We, we, we want to think that that's what is the pursuit of our mind and our heart. But when we think about it in our lives and we watch the way that we live and we see how busy we get in all the things that we're doing, when we see how all the different things in life affect us and sometimes cause us to even we, we don't even think about you. We can go through a whole day, a whole week, or even longer sometimes without you even crossing our mind because we're so caught up in so many things. And we need to pause. And that's what Sunday morning can be for us. It's not just Sunday morning, but it's certainly a point when we can pause and just let you be God in our life for a little bit, put everything else aside. We need to refresh our hearts. That's called repentance. That's called renewal. It's called a lot of different things, but we need that refreshing that comes by the spirit of the living God pouring out himself upon us and helping us become renewed in our spirit and in our heart. God, we're praying. I'm praying for myself and for this church that that we could be a people. That you would be able to say. That church. Is made up of. People who love me so very much. That the pursuit of their life. The pursuit of their heart. Is my will. They truly are a people. After my own heart. Father what a blessing that would be. For this community. To have a church like that. What a blessing it'd be in our own lives, our own families, to be a people like that, a person like that. So speak to us, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. You may be, you may be seated. You know, as we think about this and as you and I look at it together, one of the things that comes to mind, and it's been, it's been reminded to me, I think it's been a joy we've all shared in uh, when our children came back from camp and several of them had accepted Christ as their personal Savior, That's where it begins. What you and I need to remember is that we don't have a heart that can pursue God until we first of all have a redeemed heart. We have to have a heart that has come to a place in our lives in which we have truly acknowledged, I need a Savior. I have to have a relationship with God which I can only have by the work of Christ in my life, what He did for me on the cross, by accepting His gift to me and receiving Him as Lord and Savior of my life. And without that, we can't have a heart that will please God. It doesn't matter how much we do. It doesn't matter how often we go to church. It doesn't matter how much scripture we remember. It doesn't matter if we've done all the right things at all. If we've never come to the place that we have a redeemed heart, that we have just given our life to Christ and asked Him to forgive us of our sins and make us His child, we will never have a heart that pleases God. It has to be a redeemed heart. That's where we start. That's where it has to be. And that's where you and I need to always pause and think and look at our hearts and examine ourselves. The Bible teaches us, examine our hearts. Be sure that we know that without a shadow of a doubt that we have a right relationship with Jesus Christ by faith in Him. We need to know that. We need to have that in our lives and understand that as we look at it and as we see. That's where it begins. But as it begins there then we need to understand that that we are assaulted by Satan in every possible way every day of our lives as he tries to keep our hearts from being all that God wants them to be and becoming everything that they could be by the work of grace in our life, being a part of it. He's always after us, being a part of the things that are going on. And if we're not careful, sometimes we allow ourselves not only to to get disrupted in our lives, but sometimes even in the doing of good things we kind of begin to feel good about ourselves and maybe we think, you know, I really don't need God as much as I used to because I'm doing good. Now there were two ladies that were visiting in the home of one of the ladies and they were there and each of them were trying to prove to the other one that they were a better Christian than the other one. They were quoting scriptures and they were talking about all the things they'd done and everything that was going on, each one saying what they would do and finally the one that was visiting left and... The other woman turned to her husband and said, She's really a good Christian, but I don't think she's quite as good a Christian as I am. And the husband looked at her for a moment and said, Well, neither one of you are crowding him too much. So we need to understand sometimes that it's not about my opinion. I can tell you I'm a good Christian. I'm doing the things I'm supposed to do. I go to church every week. I read the Bible, I pray, I give tithes, I do all those kind of things, but that doesn't mean I have a heart that pleases God whatsoever. It has, first of all, be that redeemed heart. And then it has to be a heart that is obedient before God, that is humbled before God, that says, I want what God wants more than I want anything else in my life. Remember, that's what we talked about last week as we introduced this idea that what made God say about David, that he was a man after my own heart, was that phrase that said, he does my will. That's what it means to have a, and, and to do that over and over again and to be a part of that. And, and you say, well, that's, it's hard to do it all the time and being a part of it. That, that's why we need those moments when we pause and when we refresh, get refreshed and the things that are going on. The, the, the little girl was playing in her house and she had, she had her little, little child's chair there and, and she had a, laid out a, a quilt out in front of it. And she would stand up in the chair, and she would jump out of the chair and turn a somersault on the quilt on the floor. And she looked at him, and she tucked to her daddy and said, Daddy, you do it. And he said, Well, I'm too big to do that. And she said, It's okay, Daddy. One of these days when you get little, you can do it. That's what God's waiting for us to do. Until we get little, we can't have a heart that pleases God until we get to that place in our life that we're so humble before God that we understand that we're nothing apart from Him. That he, we need Him more than we need anything else. It's not what all we've achieved and all that we've accomplished. It's not about our talents and our gifts or lack of whatever we may have in our mind. It's about being small enough in our hearts and our minds to be able to say, I know that you're God and I'm not. I know that your God and in your way and your will and your purposes is all that I need to do and all that I need to be a part of. I need to walk with you, God. See, when when, David, when Samuel came to David and he anointed him to be king, I like the way Chuck Swindoll puts it. He, he says, David didn't go to the nearest department store and try on crowns. He didn't order a new business card telling the printer, change it from shepherd to king elect. He didn't have a badge saying, I'm the new man. He didn't shine up a chariot and race through the streets of Bethlehem yelling, I'm God's choice. You're looking at Saul's replacement. No, he went back to the sheep. He kept shepherding the sheep. Until one day Saul needed him. And then he went and served his king. Even when his king wanted to kill him, he stayed faithful to his will of God and never once tried to eliminate the source of his problem in his heart, Saul. But he just bowed to God's will. and God, whatever it is you want to do, and however you plan to pull this off, that's in your hands, I trust you. The ability to trust God, to... Be humble before God. To be able to just acknowledge. I can't be that person that has a heart that pursues God until I get up on my knees in brokenness before God and I acknowledge, God, I can't make it through this day or the next day or any day apart from you working in my life. I can't handle this task that you've given me. I can't be the mother, the father, the husband, the wife, the grandparent. I can't be the friend, the employee or whatever it is, the student, whatever it is that you may be. I can't be that. Until you are truly Lord in my life. And I submit to you. I give my heart to you. I yield to you. I want you to take this heart of mine. And I want you to use it for your purposes and for your glory. I submit all that I am and all that I ever hope to be to you. Let me share something with you for just a moment. I, it's a little bit long. But it, it's, it just speaks to my heart every time I read it and think about it. A minister passing through his church in the middle of the day decided to pause by the altar and see who came to pray. Just then the back door opened and a man came down the aisle. The minister frowned as he saw the man hadn't shaved in a while. His shirt was shabby and his coat was worn and frayed. And the man knelt and bowed his head and then rose and walked away. In the days that followed, each noontime, the chap came. And each time he knelt for just a moment, a lunch pail in his lap. But well, the minister's suspicions grew. With robbery a main fear, he decided to stop the man and ask him, What are you doing here? The old man said he worked down the road, and lunch hour was only, he only had a half hour for lunch, and that was his prayer time for finding strength and power. Say, I only stay a few moments because the factory is too far away, and I kneel here talking to the Lord, and this is kind of what I say. I just came again to tell you, Lord, how happy I've been since we found each other's friendship. And you took away my sin Don't know much of how to pray But I think about you every day so, the, so Jesus This is Jim Checking in The minister feeling foolish told Jim That was fine He told the man he was welcome to come and pray just any time Time to go Jim smiled and said thanks He hurried to the door The minister knelt at the altar He had never done it before His cold heart melted warmed with love, and met with Jesus there. As the tears flowed in his heart, he repeated old Jim's prayer. I just came again to tell you, Lord, how happy I've been since we found each other's friendship and you took away my sin. I don't know much of how to pray, but I think about you every day. So Jesus, this is me checking in. Past noon one day, the minister noticed that old Jim hadn't come. As more days passed without Jim, he began to worry some. So he went to the factory and he asked about him and learned that he was ill. The hospital staff was worried, but he had given them a thrill. Jim had been there for a week and brought changes in the ward. His smiles, the joy contagious, changed people, and that was his reward. The head nurse couldn't understand why Jim was so glad when no flowers, cards, or calls came. Not a visitor he had. The minister stayed by his bed, and he voices the nurse's concern. No friends came to show they cared. He had nowhere to turn. Looking surprised, old Jim spoke up with a winsome smile. The nurse is wrong. She, should, she couldn't know that in here all the while, every day at noon, he's here, my dear, that dear friend of mine. You see... Jesus sits right down here and takes my hand, leans over, and he says to me, I just came again to tell you, Jim, how happy I have been since we found this friendship and I took away your sin. I always love to hear you pray. I think about you each day. And so, Jim, this is Jesus checking in.
1: Just waiting In our old familiar place An empty spot beside him Where once I used to wait To be filled with strength and wisdom For the battles of the day I would have passed him by clearly heard him say, I miss my time with you, those moments together, I need to be with you each day, and it hurts me when you say you're too busy, busy trying to serve, But how can you serve me when your spirit seems deep as longing in my heart, wanting more than just a part? My echoes have no meaning when your presence isn't there. But you'll provide the power if I take time to pray. I'll stay right here beside you and you'll never have to say. moments together I need to be with you each day and it hurts me when you say you're too busy busy trying to serve me but how can you serve me if your spirit I miss my time with you. I miss my time with you. Those moments together, I need to be with you each day. And it hurts me when you say you're too busy, busy trying to say.
0: empty when we don't pause and refresh good word for that is prayer prayer see until you and I understand the essential the vi- how vital that prayer really is in our life we can't really ever serve the Lord the way he wants us to so many of us try to do it out of our own strength. We, we have a sincere heart. We want to do it. We love God. We want to be what God wants us to be. And we pour out our lives in it and we do everything that we can But we come up empty because we're we're not spending time. We're not letting our hearts, our souls be refreshed with who God is and what God wants to do. He wants to pour His love and His ability into our lives so that we can serve Him as school begins. and, And teachers begin to give their lives to teaching students and working with students and being a part of it. Some of them are Christians, thank God. Not all of them, but some of them are. And you're going to want to love those kids and give them more than what's just expected out of a curriculum, out of a coaching job or whatever it may be. you're going to give them life you want to give them purpose and meaning and significance in their lives. But you can't do that without having the power of Christ refreshed in your life over and over. Students want to be the kind of students that can show to other students that Christ in me has made a difference in who I am and we sure wish you knew Christ the way we do but you can't do that day in and day out with the demands of all the activities of school and all the work that has to be done and everything that's going on unless you pause and you refresh and you let the prayers of God in your heart speak to you and give you all that you want to be. I can't be the husband or the dad that I need to be. I certainly can't be a preacher that can make any impact at all. If I don't have time with God and be refreshed over and over and over and over again. Pause. God speaking to my heart. Touch my life. Cleanse my soul. Make me what you want me to be. I need to be refreshed. And we can't make an impact in Qwana. If all that we do is go through the motions of meeting every Sunday And we start back in a little while with children's activities and youth activities and Bible studies and men's meetings and women's meetings and all the things that we'll be doing and that's going on. And all of those are great and we need to do those and we need to do all of them better than we've ever done them. But we can't do them with meaning and significance and eternal value unless we have paused and refreshed ourselves and let our hearts be renewed by God day in and day out and stopped on our knees and said, God, I can't face this day. It doesn't matter whether I'm going to be sitting on a tractor all day long or if I'm going to be working on a vehicle all day long or if I'm going to be sitting in an office all day long or whatever it may be. I need to be refreshed. I need to meet with God. And if you don't have time to do that, folks, you're too busy doing things that don't matter. You say, well, my job matters and what I do matters. It doesn't matter in eternity. If you're not walking with God in the things that you need to do, you need to have a heart right with God. We're His children. And we need to be pursuing Him with all that we are. And to do that, we have to be refreshed again and again. We have to pause. And I can't tell you what the best time. You might talk to someone and they say, what you need to do is get up early in the morning and you need to have prayer time and Bible time and let God refresh you. Someone might say, well, the best time for me is to do it at night right before I go to bed after the day's gone and all the things that are there. Someone else might say, I'm not trying to tell you when or what to do. I'm just telling you that if we're going to be a people that are going to make an impact in our homes, if we're going to be a people who are going to make an impact in our community, in our world, that we have to be a people who are willing to pause and refresh over and over again and not depend upon our own strength and not depend upon what we've always done and not depend on just doing it because it comes natural. We've always done it this way and so we can keep on doing it this way and we don't have to pray about it and we don't have to think about it because it's just what we've always done. That won't work. If we want to make a difference in our own lives, in the lives of the people in whom God has entrusted us as neighbors and friends and family, we have to be a refreshed people over and over again that the heart of God can be being molded into our heart so that God can look upon us with a smile upon his face. I love the way you seek my will, that you seek my heart. We have to pause and refresh from time to time.